What's up, Yankee fans? We are back with another episode of Yankee Crazy Podcast. And spring training coming soon. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. It's kind of crazy because to me, not that I got used to it, but the start of the season last year was what, August? Right? August, yeah. Began in August, I think, right? Or end of July, I don't even, I can't even remember. 60 games, whatever that came out to be. But anyway, Rob Carbone, who we were just on his show, BD4, and we're going to hear from him a little bit later in the show. So go check that out. We talked about a lot of stuff on his show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun talking Yankees with him, and we're always texting uh, about Yankee stuff, and he just texted me about, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes ago saying, spring training's coming. Can you believe it? And it is kind of crazy. Spring training is here, you know. We'll see what happens with COVID restrictions, whatever. Uh, you know, the NFL, they had fans in the seats. And, oh, well, even the World Series, right? I, I did not watch the World Series, I'll tell you that. Did not watch the World Series. Once the Yankees are out, I don't care. <laughs> I'll check in with it a little bit, but it doesn't matter to me. It's either the Yankees or I don't care. <laughs> but spring training is coming soon. There's all the countdowns to it. People are down in Tampa. Guys are working out. It is nuts. I don't even know how many days till pitchers and catchers. Is it like 11 days? Something like that? Wow. It is It is nuts. And I'm stoked for it. I can't wait. Cannot wait for a real regular season. Hopefully everything goes through and everything's fine. And, you know, who knows? Maybe... Um, Maybe by August, we have a full Yankee Stadium and things are back to normal. Maybe, hopefully, fingers crossed on that one. But as I was saying, we talked a lot about the Yankees and what, was, what has been going on with them on Rob's show. So go check that out. We'll kind of do a little condensed version of it here. And the big topic we talked about, DJ LeMayu. Yankees finally sign him. Really team-friendly deal was, you know, uh, just goes to show you. DJ, not only is he the man for his playing the last two years, but gets a team-friendly contract so he can be there uh, for, it's going to be six years. And what it, what it did is brought down the payroll, so only at 15 per year. And he was originally hoping for 20. So that gives the Yankees spending flexibility and did give them spending flexibility because they signed Corey Kluber. I think that was 11 million, 10, 11. I'm not sure. I didn't get the, the complete uh, part on that. So they pick him up, see what happens with him. A lot of question marks, but let's get, let's get back to DJ. DJ LeMayu, Yankee, six years even if it's three years, if he gives you three solid years and maybe into a half, a four, a fourth year, he's still pretty good. That's amazing. That is amazing. The guy is one of your top players. So clutch. Just love DJ. So, you know, it took a little while and everybody said, 
you know, he, it was going to get done, but we were waiting and waiting and waiting. And, you know, it's, it's kind of weird times. The Yankees had offered him a deal. And, you know, who knows if he really went shopping. Uh, you know, Blue Jays supposedly had interest, uh, but seems like he wanted to come back to New York. And they settled on it. Really awesome. Then that same week, Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber throws uh, uh, whatever you call those things, a, a scouting session, and Yankees sign him. Has a lot of potential. Gives the rotation a boost, obviously, if he's healthy. You know, that's always the key. But I like it. I like it. It's kind of a no risk for them. One-year deal. See what happens. Yankees also go out and they get Jamison Tyone. I think that's how you pronounce it. I actually had to look it up. I think it's Tyone. Maybe you want to call him Taylon. <laughs> I don't know. We'll say Tyone. Those two L's we'll, we'll, we'll do in the, the Spanish form, right? Mario, is that, uh, you know, you're, you are the, the linguist here. So the two L's is a, is a Y, right, in Spanish, right? Yeah, it is. And, oh, speaking of Mario, Mario 5 coming up. We haven't done a Mario 5 in a really long time, so I am stoked for that. But Jameson Tyone, he has a really big potential in this, in this rotation and gives them a boost, again, if he's healthy. And I'm not even going to go into the rotation because Rob, Rob has his rant coming up. And he goes over the rotation, and we spoke about it on his show, too. He brings up a lot of really good points. Uh, and one of them, I won't, I won't spoil it, one of those points is about the ceiling, related to the, quote, ceiling of these pitchers. And he comes up with something real. I don't know if he coined this. I got to ask him, but it's, it's awesome. I love it. I love it. But anyway, we will get to that in a minute. But Yankees trying to solidify that rotation, all good things. Uh, you know, uh, Masahiro Tanaka, he signed in Japan. He is going back to the, was it, Rakuten uh, Eagles in the Japanese League, and good luck to him. You know, I loved Masahiro Tanaka. He was just, uh, seemed like a great guy, great member of the pitching staff, Gave the Yankees a ton of gutty performances over the years. Helped them tremendously. But, here's the but of this. Don't get me wrong. Thought he was a great pitcher. If they would have signed him, would have been pretty solid deal. But, I gotta say, I felt like he was inconsistent over these past couple of years. And it was like up and down. You never knew what you were going to get from him. You always knew that he was going to give you all he had. But sometimes it just wasn't working. And I know a lot of people upset by that. Um, but I got to say, I, I think it's a good move that the Yankees did not go and throw him a ton of money to come back. I, he probably would have come back on a team-friendly deal. Uh, but he is, he is gone uh, good luck to him. It's really too bad that uh, Yankees did not win a World Series with him as their staff. He he really deserved it. He was he, you know such a solid solid guy, and uh, 
you know, we, we salute you, Masahiro. Good luck in Japan. But, Yankees, what else are they going to do? Seems like they might be secure with the pitching in terms of the starters. Relief. They need some relief help. There are a couple of guys out there. Uh, names thrown out there. Trevor Rosenthal. He is available. A um, couple of other names out there. Some guys I'm not super familiar with. We'll see. But they need to. Oh, oh, the other big news. Talking about relief pitchers. Yankees. To help out that. Uh, staying under that luxury tax. Ship out Adam Adovino. And Adam Adovino. When they Yankees first signed him. I loved it. I thought this is tremendous. We can even, you know, go back uh, to whatever episode we talked about that in. And I loved it. I thought it was going to be amazing. I thought he was really going to be one of those important pieces for the Yankees to win a championship. Inconsistent. Inconsistencies. And I got to say, he did have a couple of runs of bad luck. There were a couple of things like in the playoffs and, you know, regular season where either it was an error or I, I don't even know, maybe pass ball, something like that. He, he definitely had a few oh, bad calls, bad calls by the umps, I remember. I, I'm, I'm trying to think if it was a playoffs. He no longer here, goes to the Red Sox. He says he was shocked by that. And, you know, he grew up a Yankee fan. He must. I wonder how that is. It's probably... Not a big deal to these guys, I'm guessing. Maybe to some guys, but he's probably just like, I, you know, I'm an MLB pitcher. I'll I'll play for the Red Sox, but I don't know. I wonder if it. I wonder if it burns a little bit that he's on the Red Sox. But he is gone. No more. No more zeros on <laughs> the roster. He was uh, the the last single digit on the Yankees. Who knows? Maybe someone else is going to say, Oh, I want I want to be zero. I don't know, but he is gone, and they need to replace him somehow. Oh, they got Darren O'Day. That's the other guy. That's who I'm thinking of. Darren O'Day, he is he's up there in, like, mid-30s to maybe late 30s, 36. But the guy has that sidearm, uh, that sidearm throw, um, that, that sidearm release, and he's been effective. He has been effective from what I have seen. So that is a good one. I think the Yankees need one other guy they got assigned to in that pen. Not sure what they will do. They did give Luis Sessa a contract uh, at the end of the year, which, oh, Luis Sessa, he's, he's, he can be so good and <laughs> he can be so bad. I, I, I really, I don't know what is going on, why they love him so much, uh, but he will be back and I'm sure I will be going crazy on <laughs> one of his performances, uh, probably many of his performances this year. And who else? Uh, the other one who they gave a contract to, uh, something like $5 million, Gary Sanchez, man, another guy. Me and Rob talked about on his show, Gary Sanchez. Ugh, I, 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 I can't stand it. I hate it. I hate that giving him five million dollars. Gary Sanchez goes on the record uh, after the playoffs and says, "I don't know why I was sat for the the playoff games. I think, 
I just I just read or heard about it the other day, maybe from Brian Hoke, um, that it was seven. The Yankees played nine games. Seven were started by Kyle Higashioka and only two by Sanchez. Aaron Boone supposedly said that Gary was going to be playing if the Yankees advanced to the next series. I don't know. I don't know how he can, like not know why he wasn't starting. It's like, is he just saying that? Or is he really not have a clue? Very frustrating. Very frustrating. As I have been calling it, if you listen to this show, the Gary Sanchez experiment. And it continues. It continues. Oh, I really wanted it to be release the Kraken as in <laughs> the opposite of him hitting a home run releasing him, getting him out of here quickly, but not the case. So I don't know, maybe he, maybe he really comes this year with it and gets that offense back. You look at those numbers, he has been going down. <sighs> what else? A couple of other things. Uh, Luke Voigt, Luke Voigt, Luke Voigt is down there in Tampa and he looks good, still staying trim. Uh, looks like he stopped the lifting uh, like he had done last year. Came, you know, came looking um, really physically different, but still strong. Hits, you know, made, uh, what, AL? He led the AL in home runs. I don't know if he led all of them, LB. I think it was just AL. Hopefully, another great season from him, uh, you know, with a full season. And speaking of slimming down, trimming down, my brother, Raj, sent me two links yesterday. So Eric Cressy, the strength and conditioning coach, was interviewed on the Yes Network with, um, I almost said Aaron Brockovich, <laughs> Meredith Morakovich, who we tried to get her on the show. She has not responded to us on Instagram. So if you know her, tell her to come on the show. Love to interview her. Anyway, she interviewed Eric Cressy and he is the strength and conditioning coach. And he said that Judge changed his off-season workouts and Giancarlo Stanton. And they have focused on a lot of other overall strength and conditioning besides just lifting weights. And it's great. I, you know, I've been saying this I, forever about these guys who they want to look like bodybuilders. I am glad. Judge doing yoga which is fantastic. Get him very flexible. And uh, same with Giancarlo Stanton. Do you remember last year? He's like in the gym bench pressing uh, Adriana Lima. I was like, this is just ridiculous. The guy is is going to get hurt. Had a great postseason, though. He, he looked really good. Um, you know, that postseason, man, there was a couple times he came up and I thought Yankees were down and I, I thought this is it. This is going to be his big spot. But he still performed tremendously. And it just goes to show you, when he is hot, he is, he is just a monster. And they need that. Yankees need that. Especially with him at DH. You look at the uh, lineup and what it's going to be. He will be your full-time DH. That outfield, if healthy, I want to see Judge Hicks and our man, Clint Frazier, in left. And... If you follow Clint Frazier on Instagram, man, 
Look at his sneaker collection. Holy cow. It's like a museum to Nike. Uh, I think they're all, I think they're just all Air Force Ones. All those different styles. Man, he is, I, I was jealous. I looked at that. I'm like, wow, I wish I had a, a sneaker room. He's got it all in these like, um, uh, you know, these, these cases, um, like plexiglass, like whole thing. Unbelievable. I love it. I love it. I'd love to know how he chooses what sneakers he's going to wear. <laughs> like goes in there blindfolded and just grabs a pair, but really, really super cool. And you remember the, uh, you know, he had those, he kept getting the cleats. He kept getting those custom cleats made with them and uh, posting them. He got a lot, a lot of flack for that. Uh, it was when he wasn't doing well, but he has shown he should be the starter. And we'll see if Brett Gardner comes back. I feel like Brett Gardner would come back to the Yankees for like 20 bucks. <laughs> They'd be like, Brett, um, we're a little low on money. We'll give you uh, league minimum. I think he'd come back. I think he would just love to play and love to play for the Yankees. Be really weird if Gordy went to another team, seeing him in another uniform. Be it, it would be very very odd. Hope I, I would love to see him still on the team. He's he's uh, like a critical uh, part of the heart and soul of that team. And. Let's see, what else? Uh, Gio Urshela had something in the offseason he had repaired. Uh, bone, spur, bone spur in his elbow? He's supposed to be on track. Would love to see that left side of the infield with Gio and Glaber performing amazingly once again. Uh, Glaber, hopefully, you know, a lot of people give him flack about his defense at shortstop, and you got to just hope he keeps improving. I think he will. I think he is that type of guy who is going to work and focus on his game. So that's pretty much it. That is, I think, everything that we have to cover on this. And let's go to Rob. Rob has some really interesting points, as I said. And take it away, Rob. All right. Welcome back, guys. Been a bit. Um, so I don't really have an irrationally angry, I guess, rant for this one. However, <laughs> however, I do have something that some people may not exactly be too fond of what I'm about to say. Um, now, I, I understand the situation, right, with COVID and everything. The Yankees kind of trying to limit their you know, spending this off season. And at the end of the day, the rotation does look, it does look better than it, than it has last year. Right. At least on paper, there's, you know, but there's just one thing that's always, it seems to be this pattern. Um, and again, I'm not saying I am 100% correct here. This is just my opinion, but there seems to be a pattern in Brian Cashman's, style, I guess, when he goes and tries to sign pitchers in the offseason or trade. It's like he always focuses on the ceiling of the rotation, but never really trying to raise the floor. Now, I don't know if that makes sense, um, so I'll try to explain it in a little, you know, 
in better terms. I'm trying to say, like, this rotation is full of guys who can be really, really good. Right? Luis Severino, we have seen him pitch to the level of a Cy Young candidate. Um, Jameson Tyone, who we just traded for. He has that ability, right? He throws hard, and he's got some nice secondary pitches as well. If he stays healthy, he's he's got the ability to be the number two, number three. Davey Garcia, prospect which who has a lot of potential. He pitched pretty well last season for the Yankees down the stretch, and he's got the potential to be that number two. Jordan Montgomery's a solid arm. Um, obviously, Garrett Cole is your guy. Herman, talented pitcher. Had some inconsistencies, talented. So they've got the ceiling aspect. They've got the guys who have loads of potential. And obviously, Corey Kluber, who, again, a what, two-time Cy Young guy, an all-star. A great pitcher, right? Has an ERA title. But I just, I always end up, no matter how much we improve the ceiling of this staff every year, I always go into the season with the same questions, right? We, we got more guys who can be good, but I still feel like there's a lot of questions. There's not, there's still not that certainty, right? Luis Severino can be great, but he's not consistently been that, right? You look at his career, the injuries, the up and downs he's dealt with. He's not been that consistent Cy Young candidate on a year-to-year basis. He's obviously coming back from Tommy John, so there's a chance the Yankees try and milk him. And, you know, he's not exactly in rhythm this year. Davey Garcia. I don't think it's too out of the ordinary to, you know, I'm not saying he's going to, but if this guy struggles in his first full season, would anybody be surprised that a young kid, you know, I don't know, is he over 21 yet? Struggles? That's not too shocking, right? Young kids are going to have their ups and downs. Tyone, and I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name, <laughs> but, um, you know, the kid from the Pirates, It's he's he's coming off two Tommy Johns, guys. So that's that wouldn't be too shocking either if he doesn't exactly pitch to a high level. Corey Kluber, again, uh, an amazing resume, but he's 35. He hasn't really pitched in two years. So there are, again, it's, I understand the Yankees didn't have much to, they were kind of limited this offseason, but it is a bit frustrating to me that I'm still, despite the ceiling being improved and the potential being there, I'm still heading into this upcoming season with those same question marks. You know, the ifs, ands, buts, they're still there. I would just like more certainty. I just wish we had more guys on this staff who were in the middle of their prime. And I'm not saying we have to have three, four Garrett Coles, but rather, you know, one or two other guys who are, you know, 28 years old in the middle of their prime, not too young, not too old, where you know you're going to get something consistent. So I like the rotation. I like it. I just don't love it for a team that's trying to contend for a World Series. I'm going to let the season play out before I start complaining. But this is just, you know, rather an observation. All right? So that's my, you know, 
irrationally angry rant, I guess you could say, but I don't even think that's, you know, a rant. It's just, you know, my personal tick. So I <laughs> hope you guys are doing well. Greg, thank you for having me on the show once again. And um, back to you, man. Love it. Love it. Did you guys hear the part I was talking about earlier in the show that I loved about it was when Rob says the ceiling and the floor. Like I said, I got to ask him, did he coin that? <laughs> it's fantastic. I really, I, I love it. I love it because he's so right. Brian Cashman does that. He takes these guys who are risky and it's got a really high ceiling, but that floor can sometimes be really low, <laughs> really, really low. And man, sometimes, sometimes he's got the magic Cashman wand and comes up big with some guys, but other times, not so much. But like Rob said, it's an improvement from last year's rotation. And you know, you got a lot of question marks, but you, I feel more confident than I did a month ago. And it's much, much better than going into a season with just Cole as your major piece that you know is going to give you quality starts. Garcia looked good last year. Let got to see if he's going to take the next step and improve. Clark Schmidt, another one. What's what's he going to do? Those were big question marks. But guy like Jordan Montgomery, I've always loved him. Always loved Monty. I think that if he can just tweak a couple of things he's coming back from the tj surgery uh this is going to be first full season after it and a lot of times these guys start to throw even harder after tj surgery and gotta hope for that but i like it i, I like that rotation garrett cole as your number one we'll see what happens in spring training who's going to be number two you got maybe Corey kluber maybe Corey kluber is going to be uh, phenomenal and he's your number two. And then Jamison Tyone. Maybe he's throwing great. And he's your number three. Or maybe it's Monty. You got those four guys. And then from there, Garcia, Schmidt, Severino coming back supposedly in August. Gives you a big boost. Yankees did not sign James Paxton. He became a free agent. Paxton, so much potential. I really, really liked Paxton, but those injuries, you got to hope that that is not what's going to happen to any of these guys, obviously, but Tyone and Kluber. Let's hope these guys come back strong. Let's hope they were big, great gambles for the Yankees. Severino, it's almost like one of those trade deadline things. If he can come back and be a little bit effective and who knows maybe you do get Schmidt and Garcia pitching really well and competing and and have great seasons so yeah as always you gotta hope all these guys stay healthy and we'll see but like I said much better than going into it I talked about it on Rob's show years past I forget when it was like 2000 Five, 2006, the Yankees went into the season with all those rookies like Ian Kennedy. Was it um, 
Mark Melanson, who became a reliever, became a great reliever after he got shipped out by the Yankees. Um, but those guys went into the season and Yankees were like so high on them and they did horrible. That's why I kind of had visions of that going on this year when the Yankees were quiet and didn't do anything. But you got to feel okay about the rotation as of right now and keep our fingers crossed. So that is going to wrap up what we're going to talk about in terms of the Yankees and what's been going on this offseason. I think we got everything, right? Uh, Jay Happ, did I talk about it? Did I just mention Jay Happ? I was thinking about him. He signed with Minnesota, thankfully. You know, I, Jay Happ, I like the guy. He, you know, started, you know, had a couple of really good performances, but I think the Yankees just didn't like him. You know, uh, thing I always think about is when he in the playoffs in, was it 2019 against the Red Sox? And he got shelled. And he was he was doing really well that season too, right? But kind of glad that he's gone. And James Paxton, I, I wouldn't want to take the risk with him again either, even though the guy is when he's on. And, you know, loved his performance uh, in that playoff game when Aaron Boone went to uh, talk to him. And he goes, <laughs> let's go. Let's effing go. And he kept them in the game. And I think he struck out the next batter to get out of the inning. Something like that. It was awesome. Loved it. Loved his, loved his spirit. Loved his fire. But too many injuries. Too many question marks with him. That back. That back. Man, he's got to go see uh, the guy who wrote the book, Pain Free. If you have any chronic uh, back, muscle, joint issues... Go get a book called Pain Free. I don't know if I've talked about this, but it's amazing. Peter Goscue uh, is the writer of it. It's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's definitely helped me with some ailments. Um, go get it. Seriously. Go on to Amazon. It's like two bucks on there. You get it. You get it in two days. It really helps. Really helps. Really easy home exercises. Anyway, I'm not getting paid by Peter Goscue for that, but I think these players should go. And see him. The guy's all about getting the body into balance. And that is what these players need. And, oh, speaking of something, I didn't even bring it up. But when I was talking about that Eric Cressy uh, interview, texting with my brother, he, he said to me, he goes, there's one line in this article that's driving me crazy. And he's like, what do you think it was? It was, a little, it was like a little game. I was like, ooh, <laughs> this is what, what can I find? And the part, I got it right. I did get it right, was about Cressy saying about Judge and Stanton that these are big guys. I'm paraphrasing it. I don't know what the quote was. He said, these are big guys who stand around in cleats for long periods of time. So like kind of insinuating that all of a sudden then they have to go with bat uh, and then be running sprints. And I'm like, Dude, are you kidding me? That's that, that's ridiculous. These are athletes who are, you know, brittle in a way. If you can't go from standing in the outfield to then running the bases, it's pretty ridiculous. You should be able to do that. You are a world-class athlete. There is there is nothing, you know, what's stopping all these other guys who do the same thing and then go to bat and don't get hurt pull a hamstring, do this. Man, it was, it, I was, I was a little perturbed by that, but I got to watch the whole thing. So go check that out. You can probably watch it on, yes, 
Network.com, yesnetwork.com. Anyway, I think we've covered everything, and it is time. Drum roll, please. We still don't have the theme song, but <laughs> it's got to come soon. It's the Mario 5. Been a long time. So maybe you're, maybe you're a new listener, don't know what we do. It is just a really fun game where our producer, Mario, gives me a word. I have not seen the words before. This is not some sort of trick. <laughs> it's just off the top of my head. And it's just a, uh, gives a, a word and I have to bring it back to the Yankees somehow. Can be a little crazy, but we, we do it every time. Do it every time. Um, you know, last year, talking about you know, 2020, rough, rough year for a lot, of, a lot of people, everybody affected by it. But for the show, I got to say, we, it, it actually helped us get some really amazing guests. We had Brian Hoke, Jack Curry, Nancy Newman, a Baseball Digest editor, Rick Cerrone, who was Yankees uh, press, press uh, director. From 96 to like 2006. So it's a good year. We had a lot of other good interviews. We obviously had Rob on the show. We had um, uh, James. We had James Ice. We had uh, Keith from It's the Grit. And who else am I missing? If I'm missing anybody, I, I apologize. But anyway, let's get to the Mario 5. So, Mario, what do you have for us? Let's let's get into the first word. It is snow. Snow. Well, we've had some snow here. We've been doing a lot of snowboarding. Uh, snow. And reminds me of that little app that you can go to uh, for spring training. I think it, search spring training countdown. And there is, a, there is a, an app that you can see how many days till spring training starts and there's i think there's a baseball a picture of a baseball and snow falling on the baseball i swear to you i'm i am really really serious i think that is on the app and you know spring training right around the corner like i said earlier in the show guys are there they are in tampa <clears throat> been there for i don't even know a couple of weeks maybe love it love it it is amazing, and you know, a lot of times uh, it will be snowing in New York, and then Yankees will be in Florida in spring training, and it's kind of crazy. And I think it, we probably brought this up. I wonder if we ever brought this up, but uh, in 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 the Mario Five, I know I've talked about it, but Yankees were snowed out in man, what year was it? Like, like 1990, 90, I don't even know. Maybe it was a little bit later, but 94, something like that. It's, I think they do it on like a Yankees uh, classic or it was snowing during the game, but the Yankees were snowed out once. So kind of crazy. So there you go. Got a lot there, Mario. Good one. <laughs> okay. The next word, please. Surfing. Oh, oh, look at this. Surfing, snowboarding. Well, Surfing, you know, one of my favorite things to do. Got to uh, be in Maui. Oh, here's a, here's a, oh, here's a, <laughs> I got the connection already. I didn't even think about it. And I did want to talk about this. So Mario, great job tying this in. So we're in Maui 
in December. It was awesome. Loved it. Man, if you haven't been to Maui, go to Maui. Mario, I think, might be going soon to Maui. You, you're very lucky. You're very lucky. I got to say that. Uh, I did not want to leave when I was in Maui. But check this out. So in Maui, walking on the beach, got my Yankee hat on. See this other guy walking towards me. He's got a Yankee hat on. So, of course, I got to say something. I'm like, hey, go Yankees. Turns out <clears throat> the guy is from the Bronx. Actually, you know, where my family is from in the Bronx, he was like, he lived like three blocks away, three blocks from Lurding Avenue in the Bronx. And it was kind of crazy. And he tells me, and, you know, following him on Twitter, um, Larry, Larry, Gotta, gotta reach out to him. Tell him he's on the show today. You know, we start talking and he is actually friends with Aaron Boone and told me a really funny story. Uh, he said when, uh, I guess he golfs with Aaron Boone in Arizona and says he also has golfed with Aaron Hicks. So that's, that's super cool. Um, Larry, great guy. He was such an awesome guy. Love meeting him. We are both following each other on Twitter. I'm gonna reach out to him after this episode and send it to him. But <clears throat> tells me a really funny story. He said that <laughs> uh, Aaron Boone coached baseball with his, uh, with him for their son's little league team. And when people were bringing up that Aaron Boone didn't have managerial experience, Larry said he would say to people, he's got plenty of <laughs> managerial experience. He coached little league with me. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. That was awesome. So big shout out. To Larry, meeting on the beach in Maui, Yankee hats. Yankees are, you know, Yankees are uh, the the hat. We've talked about this worldwide phenomenon. Wherever you are, I think I, I think I saw a Yankee hat in um, in Bali when I was there. Um, Scotland, man, Yankee hats everywhere. There you go. There's surfing. There's that's how we do it. That is how we do it. Mario, the next word, please. Tavern. Tavern. Oh. Tavern. Well, tavern makes me think of beer and makes me think of the, the Yankees have uh, Blue Point. Blue Point uh, Brewery out in Long Island is, uh, has beers at the stadium called, what is it called? Um, Pinstripe Pilsner? Is that what it's called? That is really cool. Local craft beer company. I love Blue Point Toasted Lager. That stuff is, oh man, that is great stuff. Great stuff. If you ever see it, get it. And the uh, I'm sure I've had the pinstripe uh, Pilsner at Yankee Stadium. Really, really good stuff. There you go. Tavern. That was, a, that was a good one. That was a quick one. All right, Mario. The next word, please. Fender. Fender. Well, let's see. Car Fender or Fender Guitars, right? Fender is a, a company that makes guitars. Uh... You know, guitars, you think of, um, of, of course, you think of Pearl Jam or Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters have their own uh, channel now on uh, limited time uh, on Sirius XM. And uh, maybe Sirius XM, I, you know, it's great that can listen to games on Sirius XM. I, I do that. That's how I think I, I think that's how I listen to the majority of games is on the Sirius XM app, Right. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Or, or Fox. Do I watch on Fox on my phone? I can't remember. It's, it's, <laughs> it's been a while. But, you know, the one thing I don't like about that, I got to say, is 
sometimes on the radio, they don't give you the Yankees feed. You have to get the visitors team feed. And the only way to listen to the Yankees feed with John Sterling and Susan Waldman is on the computer. And sometimes I'm like in my truck and I want to listen to the Yankee game. And I'd rather hear John Sterling and Susan Waldman than, you know, the whoever, the Blue Jays announcers or whatever, whoever their Yankees are playing. So that's a little, uh, that's a little annoying. I don't like that. I wish Sirius, there's so many ch uh, channels on there. You'd think that they could do the home and the away uh, broadcasts on channels right next to each other. So Sirius XM, if you are listening, work on that, please. <laughs> Anyway, because sometimes, you know what, the, the big thing is I get, sometimes I get infuriated by the announcers of other teams uh, going against the Yankees, which, you know, the, those guys, you know, I understand people are going to be homers for their team, uh, who they're broadcasting for. That's totally fine, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Mario, are we up to the last word? We are, is the last word. Wow. Is this, is this really quick? I don't even know. Dirty, dirty. Well, when, when I, Brett Gardner comes to mind. Always dirty uniform. I think I had a coach in baseball once that said, if your uniform isn't dirty by the end of the game, you basically didn't play. <laughs> Love that. Love that one. And Brett Gardner, we'll see if he comes back. You know, we already talked about him, but always, always getting dirty, head first dives. I just loved his spirit. Brett Gardner was uh, such an amazing Yankee. If he does not come back, I just, you know, we'll, we might have a whole show for Brett Gardner. Really, really loved Gardy and his grittiness and what he's given to the Yankees. And uh, I think he's still got a little left in the tank. I really do. So if he comes back... As a backup, I think that's great. I do not want him coming and taking Clint Frazier's spot because I think he deserves it. But if Gordy comes back, I would be happy. So there you go. That wraps up the show. Thanks for joining us. I don't know what our schedule is going to be like. It might just be when the spirit moves us, we'll come and uh, do a show. Maybe as the season gets going, uh, we will have some sort of a consistency. But... Spring training coming soon. That's when all the stories come out. That's when I love it. You can do a Yankee search and it, you, it'll come up with like a million things, a million articles guys start writing about. It's, it's like, you know, they'll write about uh, anything, anything. They'll write about like, I remember, what's his name's uh, caffeine problem. What was that guy's name? Tommy Canely, who's not here. He's not on the Yankees anymore, right? Didn't the, did the Dodgers sign him? And he had, did he have TJ surgery or he's just injured? I can't remember, but I love Tommy Canely. Not back on the Yankees, unfortunately. But stories like that, lots of stories come out and I love it. I, I, I can't get enough. I devour it. So that's it, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us. And make sure you follow us on Facebook. Go check out BD4 for our guest spot on there, Rob's show. Subscribe to Rob's show. It's an awesome show. Love it. And find us on Instagram, Twitter. Where else? Everywhere. <laughs> but uh, tell your friends. Send links out to people. We need more, um, we need more listenership 
as well as some sponsors. Someone wants to sponsor us. Uh, you know, we're still waiting on Fireball. <laughs> Who else, Mario? We, we put a lot out. We never did Southern Comfort. Brian Hoke told us about Southern Comfort sending him like a care package. Got to do that one. Uh, who else? Sierra Nevada. Have not heard back from them. Maybe Torpedo. Uh, <laughs> would the, 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 the Torpedo brand of uh, Sierra Nevada would uh, sponsor us. We could have a whole... We could do something like really funny and crazy with Torpedo, right, Mario? <laughs> something like the You Got Torpedoed uh, segment uh, from a game. Something like that. But anyway, that's it, guys. Thanks a lot for joining us. Really, really appreciate all the support we get for this show and it is just a passion project for us and obviously love talking about the Yankees and oh if you want to write to us if you got some suggestions for the show or just want to say hello yankeecrazypodcast at gmail.com all right that is it and as we always sign off with let's go Yankees